Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perrone, CLUCIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perrone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you, welcome, Jorge Castro, to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. Jorge, thank you for coming in. Thank you so much for having me, Tom. It's such a pleasure to be here. Jorge, uh, I've gotten to know you in the last year, and I've, I've really appreciated your passion on what you're doing, but I want the audience to know more about you. So let me go through a little bit of where you've been and where you're going. Jorge Castro is a 2018 graduate of the University of Hartford's Barney School of Business MBA program, concentrating in project management, and a 2016 honoree of the Entrepreneurial Center's business plan competition. Congratulations. Prior to his time at the University of Hartford, Jorge spent 20 years in the hospitality management profession, managing a large variety of bars, restaurants, nightclubs, concerts, private events all over Southern New England. This time included nearly five years as the owner of a general manager of his own Irish pub and restaurant in Middletown. Irish pub, Monk Astro? Jesus. Oh, oh, Castro, right? (laughs) Um, And, but more importantly, he's a semi-professional poker player, which is really, I didn't know that about you. Um, Remind me not to play strip poker with you. Jeez. (laughs) In January, 2020, Jorge and his business partner, Kasim O'Mary, a fellow Barney alumni organized a company called Discover Me Web Services for uh, Small Business. This is kind of where I met Jorge and I got excited about getting to know him more because of his passion. Uh, The goal was to provide small businesses, startups, and entrepreneurial people with the affordable option of professional website design, social media management, and other online small business support tools and services. Through Discover Me, Jorge and Kasem are also looking forward to working with Entrepreneurial Center, among others, in order to provide more opportunities for the young business people and entrepreneurs, as well as contribute to establishing Hartford and Connecticut as a regional hub for technological and entrepreneurship. Uh, This is the thing that uh, I gravitated towards uh, Jorge because his passion to do this was just extremely high. And uh, I want to talk about that today, Jorge. Jorge, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, though, as a businessman running this new operation that's going really well is... What are the things that you think you did to become successful at this? Well, I think one of the one of the things throughout, um, you know, sort of my life and 
I think that's one of the uh, one of the funny things we were talking about off air is if you had told me 20 years ago that I would one day be running a uh, you know be running founding and running a technology company. I would have been very confused. I would have looked at you very strangely and wondered how on earth that ever came to be. But that's exactly where, uh, you know, where my journey has brought me. And I think a lot of that has been uh, the willingness to, to always want to learn, to continue to adapt, um, you know, to be humble in the sense of knowing you don't know it all, but also being confident in yourself enough to follow those passions, to, you know, to, to follow your ideas and, you know, to follow the things that you really love. Um, but I think, uh, you know, being willing to learn, being willing to adapt, um, I think is something that for me, uh, you know, throughout my life has been so important. And the ability to, you know, to empathize with uh, to people, to be able to relate to people, to kind of put yourself in their shoes and understand, you know, where someone else, uh, you know, is coming from, uh, you know, so I, I think I think that that, that sense of empathy, um, you know, kind of a sense of humility, but also still having, the, you know, the, the passion and the drive, uh, you know, to make things happen. I, I think that's kind of the uh, some of the interesting <laughs> things that combine to make me me. <laughs> I think uh, the uh, willingness to want to learn more is a key element in any entrepreneur. The, the people I've ever worked with that have been successful have always have to learn more and more and more, uh, uh, and they never rest doing it. So what concerns you the most about being in your own business now? Well, the it's um, really just about um, being organized. Um, you know, that's kind of the scary part is, um, say, oh, did I, did I miss something? Did, uh, did I not... Uh, you know, dot an I or cross a T, uh, you know, for a client or did I not do that? You know, so it's that constant, I don't want to call it anxiety, maybe a positive anxiety or positive fear that kind of drives you where, uh, you know, you, you, you want, you don't want to screw up. You want to be able to deliver on, uh, you know, deliver on your promises to be able to, uh, you know, to provide value, to provide often it's help, it's assistance, it's, Okay, somebody that understands me, somebody who's willing to listen to me, but somebody who also cares. Yeah. You know, because I think that's one of the things that's very often lost is, you know, when you care about something, when you care about a business, when you care about someone else's business, it really does make, you know, a huge difference. And that's one of the things that I, you know, very prominently say is I I do not worry about my success or our success or the success of Discover Me. What I focus on is if we do everything we can to make each of our individual clients successful, that will be our success. So if I keep my focus on others, on our clients, on even folks who aren't our clients, on what I can do to, you know, to help uh, anyone I know, to help you, Tom, to help anyone else in the Cannoli Club, to, you know, to, to help others, to be, to be a positive influence to be somebody that, you know, that others can rely on and that others want to come to uh, for help. Somebody that, you know, will, will always be honest with you, that will always give you, you know, their best opinion, their best, uh, you know, the, the best information they can. So I, I call um, that, so the, I call that, that whole thing, I call the integrity process. 
because all the way along, you're, you're really looking to do the best you can and the best for the client. And it ends up being a win-win. And that I could see that in you. You're, you're a very caring person and business owner. Jorge, what, are you, what right now, in the way you're running your business, right, what are some of the key issues that you know you have to stay on top of? Um, I think as I alluded to sort of the, uh, I think the organization, because our goal is, you know, our goal is to scale. Um, you know, our goal is not to merely be, you know, a local firm here in Hartford or here in Connecticut or even in New England. You know, we're here to solve a problem that exists nationwide. So everything we do is with an eye towards scaling, with an eye towards getting, you know, sort of bigger and bigger. Um, so I think that's the biggest challenge is sort of maintaining that balance of being organized while you're still on the smaller level, while you're preparing to get bigger, while you're laying the groundwork, while you're laying the foundation. Because, you know, for example, you know, right now, early on in a business, you know, in terms of a, a CRM, for example, how you manage your know, sort of client information and things like that. When you're starting out, you know, a well-designed Excel spreadsheet, you know, could work just fine for you. But once you're, you know, a few hundred clients in, once you've been in business for a while, that's not going to cut it. You're going to need to sort of upgrade. So thinking about those stages down the line without getting ahead of ourselves, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, so thinking of the macro and the micro, thinking of the future right. and the now trying to think of all of those things at once and balance them, um, I think is uh, is probably what I try and keep at the top of my mind most often. You know, it is a fine line because if you grow too slow, you're lacking and you're not scaling. If you grow too fast, you could be leaving, leaving your main principles behind and not know it. So it is a fine line. It's one of the hardest things. I Listen, I've been dealing with business owners for 51 years. And I've seen them shoot up and do, be very successful and do the balancing act. But I've seen many expand so quickly, they lost sight of how they got to where they were originally. So it is a fine line. But let's talk about um, what Discover Me is and what is the problem you're looking to solve? Well, the problem I, uh, I discovered, I suppose, pun intended, <laughs> pun intended was that, um, I, you know, I started noticing a couple of years ago that um, a lot of smaller businesses, like mom and pop type businesses, um, I had a hard time finding websites for. So, for example, um, little the, the little restaurants, like I'm sure anywhere you've ever lived or traveled, and I'm sure any one of your listeners will will be able to relate to this. And as soon as I say it, there, there will be a place, a specific place they think of. But you know how the most delicious food, the best food you're ever going to find in a town is never going to be in a chain place or a touristy place. Oftentimes, not even in the fancy places. It's going to be at those little hole-in-the-wall mom-and-pop restaurants, those little local neighborhood spots that, as they say, only you know, lonely locals know about. And, you know, that just all, you know, and whatever style of food it is. You know, it's just, you know, whether it's a pizza place that's great or a sandwich shop or an Indian place or whatever, you know, Peruvian place. So it was really about noticing that a lot of these little wonderful mom and pop restaurants didn't have websites. 
And being a person that's constantly moving around on the go, I order a lot of takeout. You know, I order a lot of, uh, you know, to go from restaurants. And I started noticing that I could never find the menus for a lot of my favorite local places online and that a lot of them didn't have websites. And I thought, boy, that's odd. In 2017, 18, 19, who doesn't have a website now? I thought to myself. And the more I started looking into this and noticing that, wow, there are actually a lot of small businesses who don't have a website. And the more I looked into it, basically found that the, the reason this was happening was that because for years, the options that small business people had when they wanted to start a new business or start a website for a new business was their options were either pay $5,000 to some random firm they Google search or do it themselves, which I'm always very quick to tell people, you know, I don't care what the Muppets tell you on TV <laughs> about how easy it is to make your own website. It's like anything else you see in a TV commercial. It doesn't work that way uh, in real life. A lot of people don't have the, simply don't have the time or the comfort with the technology, um, you know, to do it. And nowadays, there are so many things that go into a website, that go into the algorithms that Google uses to search and rank your site, where your site sort of pops up on that Google list. There are so many different things that the average person, you just can't expect them, you just can't expect them to know. But seeing that these were the options that folks were left with, pay five grand or more, or do it yourself, I was like, wow, those are, those are really great options because a lot of small business people, you know, five grand is a lot of money. I mean, that's not an inconsequential. It's not an insignificant amount of money for somebody that's just starting out. So I said, there's got to be a better way to do this. There has to be a middle ground. And basically, the more I began looking into it, I said, you know, I started approaching some, uh, some technology experts said, can we do this at a $500 price point? opening price point, let's say. And what we essentially were able to work out was a way to combine the do-it-yourself technology that's emerged that you see on the TV commercials mm-hmm. with the traditional web developer, the traditional programmer. And so we basically take the do-it-yourself tools, put them in the hands of the professional. So we're able to, instead of a custom website that might take 30 or 40 hours of labor to build, that a small business doesn't even need. They don't need all of that extra bells and whistles, all of the fanciness. They simply don't need it. We can do that's create that same website in four to five to six hours. So that's you know one of the questions that people have is, hey, how are you able to do something for 500 that people have been doing for 5,000? Well, that's why. We, we're able to marry the, like I said, the best of both worlds and create that opening price point that now anyone can afford. And that's, that was, that's the mission is really all about access. It's about empowerment and opportunity. It's about the small business person that decides that they want to take that leap into entrepreneurship, that they want to chase that dream. They want to follow. They want, they want to pursue that passion. They want to do whatever it is that they love to do. But again, as I said, one of the first problems that people will run into nowadays with that is you know you need a website, but you don't have five grand and you don't want to do it yourself. Yeah. So what? Uh, so uh, what do you do? Well, now you can call. Uh, now you can call Discover Me. But as I said, the mission was really all about access and uh, you know an opportunity and making sure that the little guy out there 
um, you know, has the chance to get has the chance to get seen because in a lot of ways, having a website nowadays is almost equivalent to being in the yellow pages a generation ago. Yeah. Where, you know, back then, pre-internet days, if you had a business, but you weren't in that book, well, guess what? You didn't really exist because that's where everyone went to find you. And it's becoming like that on the internet nowadays, where if you have a business, but if your business is not on social media, if you don't have a website or the website's hard to find, you are all but invisible to, to the audience that, you know, that you're trying to reach. Um, so that is one of the things that's really uh, just so super exciting uh, is to be able to help people, to be able to empower people, to be able to allow them to bring their product, their special skill, their contribution to the world. And it connects wonderfully, you know, to uh, to the hospitality background. I've always been a foodie. I've always loved food. I love spreading the gospel of amazing food. So this was a wonderful way to sort of marry those two things while also being able to help sort of many more people on top of it. When you started your company, uh, you launched April 20, 2020 and uh, actually April 2021 this year. That's right. Yes, and, just recently. And how has it worked out for you up to this point? You know, it's been it's been working well. We were originally planning to launch in April of 2020. Um, the pandemic scuttled those plans. We uh, we were actually planning uh, to throw block parties um, for you know basically celebrating our uh, not only our launch but our two beta clients for two small local restaurants here in Hartford. One had been in Hart. One celebrated 50 years in Hartford last year. Another one, the other one celebrated 47 years. And these places are about to have a website for the very first time. So our plan was to lead into the historical aspect, uh, invite the mayor, the city council, the chamber, local business groups. It's going to have a DJ and a photographer. And like I said, I was throwing, I was throwing, we were throwing block parties, but needless to say, those, uh, those plans needed to be, uh, needed to be scuttled. So, but the, the good part was, um, you know, we basically hunkered down. We decided not to launch. We hunkered down during the pandemic. Um, and fortunately, we really didn't need to do a big pivot, uh, you know, certainly as big as some other businesses had to do. But what it allowed us to do is gave us the time, the additional time to decide on how narrow or broad to sort of focus where we, you know, where we wanted to go. And I think that was that was really wonderful because what we basically asked ourselves was, how do we provide max value for min dollar to these mom and pops, to these small businesses, to these startups, to these folks just starting out? How do we do that? And we really settled on three sort of key uh, pillar things. One is the website. Two is the online ordering or the e-commerce. And three is the social media management. Um, in terms, you know, we know how so, how important social media is to be able to sign up for a LinkedIn page, a Facebook page, Google My Business, Instagram, to be able to do that for free and to be able to start building, you know, your following and all of those things. Um, uh, you know, that's one of the things when it's free, it's hard to beat, <laughs> it's, it's hard to beat, it's hard to beat that value, but it allowed us to say, okay, we're going to focus on these three core things. Um for you know for our clients and then as we grow we'll bring more things in house and eventually our goal is to be more of a clearinghouse for 
anything at all, uh, you know, a small business needs. So, so Hori, let me just clear this so the audience understands what you're doing. So you're building the website. Okay, so now you have this website for a very reasonable, because I've had websites built and they aren't $500. And, you know, sometimes they act like they were $300 the way they act, but in the old days, right? So, but you also create with the website and as a service, an online presence or online ordering system, right? For the restaurants, is that what you're talking about? In other words, yes. Yeah. So if I want a restaurant or any, any product, uh, any product or service that a business may be offering. So that's part of the website. So if I own a pizza place, correct. And I want someone to call in and order through the website, that's part of the website. It would be part of the website, uh, but it doesn't have to be, um, the three, um, those are three options. Those are basically our three starting price points with the website starting at 500. To add online ordering to the site would start at a thousand, and then the social media package would start at uh, at fifteen hundred. So the pizza place would have the choice of just having the website where we would have, um, you know, for we would have their menu visible, like they would be their menu from the restaurant. They, okay, you can see the menu, but if they love, if they wanted to be for folks to be able to order through the website. That would be something additional that we would have to add to the website. That we would have to set the website up with for the secure payment with the secure things that the website would need. So okay, so they could add on and enhance their their so they could start off with a, a basic website and then over time build it up, right? Yes, they. That's the other thing that we um, that we're really proud to be able to do is really tailor everything to the individual a client. So if they have additional needs, hey, no problem. We can take care of whatever that is. But if you're, you know, if your needs are more narrow or, you know, you just don't need um, as many features or as many different things, we want to make sure that everything is tailored um, as much as possible to each individual client. So when someone contacts you or you say, hey, I want a website, let's just call it a basic website. Um, What's the process and the timeline for them to have a website? Sure. Well, what we basically uh, will do is initially have um, basically a talk, a strategy session where um, I ask them to let tell me more about them, about their business, um, about what their goals really are for their business. Um, do they want to have one or two local shops or do they want to become, uh, you know, a big chain? Um so it's really becoming familiar, uh, really familiarizing myself at first with the individual person and their business and their goals and their needs. And then what we basically do is we say, okay, what, what are your goals for the site, for the website? Do you need an e-commerce site or do you just need, like you said, the, the basic website? So we say, okay, now we have an idea. There's a, a library of templates that we would say, uh, we would invite a person to say, hey, if you'd like to select the template, then you know, you're know you welcome to. If not, we're happy to recommend them. So that's another thing during this process is that we invite clients to have as much or as little input as uh, as they want. Some folks you know, wanna pick the template, they wanna have, they have more specific design uh, sort of requests. Whereas another client just said, here's all my information. Here's everything I want in the site. 
just put it together and just show me how it looks and we'll kind of it will kind of go from there so um so so again it being able to kind of tailor it to what uh, each individual client needs but we basically start off with a conversation what are your what are your goals and needs for yourself and your business and what do you need the website to be able to do and then we basically put together sort of a, a timeline and generally the way it works is the first draft of a website that we put together will be ready in two to four weeks, depending on how big the site is. And then we do revisions where we basically will hand a link to the client and say, hey, this is a draft of your website. It's not up live. It's not live on the internet, but you can go in, look around, see what works, what may not work, what you like, what you may not like. And then we will do uh, a series of um, of uh, uh, not renovation <laughs> of not renovations. The words escaping me, but we will um, we will fi- we will fix up the site according to their feedback, and then it, then do another round of that if we need to, until the client is happy and satisfied with their website. Okay. And then we would basically schedule a call with my partner to kind of walk them around the site, any technological issues to be aware of. But one of the other things that we um, also take a lot of pride in is that when um, when even our most basic website package comes with the year of background service and support included. So that includes the maintenance, the hosting, the security, all of those little things that need to be done on a monthly basis to properly maintain a website. We take care of all of that for the client. And if there's ever anything that they're unsure of the questions that they have, they're always welcome to. They're always welcome to call us. So, I, you know, in the past, um, trans, um, website purchases were very transactional. It's, here's your five grand. Here's your website. Good luck to you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know that. So we yeah. want to be able to bring that that extra level of uh, you know of professional service of um, you know of, of of caring. You know, I, I care. It matters to me that the, that the client's business is successful. That the website achieves its goals. That the business continues to grow. That we're striving to meet the goals and the needs of uh, you know of, of each individual client. Hey, tell tell me a little bit about um, Discover Me and uh, the transformational effect on not only the neighborhood businesses and the mom and pops everywhere, but on the greater communities within which these businesses exist. Tell me your goals here. You you hear a lot of times um, about how uh, small businesses are the economic engines of communities. Well, you hear that a lot, but it's often lip service. You, You often don't hear about solutions. You often don't hear about ways to actually um, you know, sort of address this problem. And that's one of the really exciting things that we're able to do is by empowering each individual, anyone in a neighborhood, you know, with an idea, you know, with a product, with a service, with something that they do, by a lot, making sure that person has the essential modern business tools to get the word out there, to grow their business, to be seen, to be able to be found. To be when you type something into Google for that person's name to to come up, um, you know, sort of with the others. So when um, when um, sorry, Tom, my brain just uh, <laughs> my brain just based on me. We were just talking about how uh, how you're going to broaden in certain different neighborhoods and oh, the, the the communities, yes. Um, by you know by 
allowing these folks, like I said, to have the, the essential modern tools. So for example, you know, with our beta restaurants, they've been already very successful for decades with the support of the local community, right? With little more than the support of the local community. But what if the city at large started to know who they were? What if the suburbs and the surrounding communities all of a sudden was aware of who they were? And now they're not just busy on the weekends and they're not just doing a good business. Now, what if they have lines on Mondays and Tuesdays? What if their audience starts to grow and the knowledge of them starts to grow? Well, now they're in a position where they can hire more people. Maybe they can open a second location. You know, it, it's, the, it's the essential modern tool well, um, for anybody to let their business be seen um, and, and to be known. So that's the part that's really exciting where, um, you know, if you're in a neighborhood that's, um, you know, in an inner city that's maybe economically sort of disadvantages, is disadvantaged and you don't have all of these resources available. But, hey, for either $500 or even $50 a month, I may not have mentioned that, which is another thing we do to really expand the access is, you know, we are able to set up monthly payments. So for that $50 a month, that small business person in any neighborhood anywhere now can all of a sudden have their business, have their own website, have some place where people can come, oh, hey, I didn't know about this guy or this place or this person or this service. And, oh, you know, I might have to go check this out. So um, that's, uh, that's, you know, tremendously, uh, you know, tremendously exciting to provide the, the access, the opportunity, uh, you know, the resources that a lot of times communities often may not, uh, you know, may not have. It, it, it gives them the opportunity to expand. Uh, and what I mean by that, in, in the old days, when you had the yellow pages, you had to know what you were looking for. But with a website and social media, it's people experiencing what they just did in your restaurant, writing out about how great that uh, whatever was, uh, that, that meal was, where they want to um, come and see it. So it really does broaden. I, you know, I, I go up to Northampton a lot to bike up in Massachusetts. And there's some really good restaurants up there that if I, my friends up here knew uh, how good these, this restaurant was, they would drive up an hour and a half. Well, how are they going to find out? They're going to get a shout out on, the, on a social media, whatever. But that doesn't happen unless there's a website that people can go to and all that kind of stuff. So I could see that. And and, and that's a good reason why these smaller people that, that still have good reputations should ex really look into having a website that's um, expandable, that kind of thing. So I get that. That's really good. Where do you want to take Discover Me? I, you know, we want we want to become um, you know a, a national brand. We want to become um, the name nationwide for when someone wants to start a business. You know, I, I don't want to. I don't have five grand. I don't want to do it myself. Who do I? You know, where do I go? We want Discover Me to be the answer to that question nationwide. In fact, I even have our first national commercial sort of already played out in my head where there's basically a small business person in their, in their kitchen, you know, sort of, or in, in their little sort of dining room with their computer out, papers everywhere, food on the stove, kids running around, you know, daily life in the pandemic for, uh, you know, for a lot of us. And he'll be sitting there at his computer, searching, searching, getting frustrated. 
and then finally just pushes back from his computer, just totally frustrated and, and just says, hey, Siri or Alexa, whoever. Hey, Alexa, I need a website for my small business. I don't have five grand and I don't want to do it myself. What do I do? Who do I call? And then have her respond. The answer is discover me. And, you know, then kind of go into some music, you know, whatever, do what we do. Um, but the need exists everywhere. So quite simply, we want to be everywhere to help solve that, to help solve that problem, uh, you know, to help solve that need. Well, you know, it's interesting. You always hear people, when you think about going into business, it's find the need and fill it. And it obviously you're doing that because, uh, like you said, I want a website, but people want a lot of money for it. And I don't need a, an elaborate website. So you're certainly filling in um, a, a big need for a lot of small business. Sorry. I have one last question before we leave. And that is, how did you meet with your partner, Case Mulmary? You know, that's a, that's actually a really great, funny little story. Um, even even down to his name. Um I, I called him Kasem for a few months. His, it's actually pronounced Kasem, but because, and I'm sure, and I, I know, I know why we do, you know, folks of our generation, we grew up with Casey Kasem. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, the, with the top 40 and, and I'm sure, and I'm sure you probably know a lot of folks don't that Casey Kasem was also the voice of Shaggy and Scooby in the original Scooby-Doo cartoons of the 60s. Now that I didn't know. No. You didn't is that, that was Casey Kasem that played Shaggy and Scooby. So that name was just always I, I mean that was just, that name was just part of our growing up. So when I saw that was my partner's first name, I, I kept saying Kasem. And he said, "Oh, it's actually it's actually Kasem." I said, "Kasem. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, Kasem." But it took me about 3 months of working with him before I stopped having to pause every time I said his name, I was like, I would have to pause it, cast him. Okay. And it, I swear to God, that took me months to stop hesitating before I said his name. But it was, it was really funny because we did our MBAs together at the same time at the same school, but didn't really know each other. I think we, I think we even had a couple of classes in common but I joke with folks that we're perfect complements in so many ways. One of the funny ways is that he's as quiet as I am loud. So, I, you know, so I, I I love talking to folks. I, you know, I'll talk your ear off if you let me. Um, but he's much more, you know, he's much more quiet, much more, uh, you know, much more reserved. And um, and like I said, we didn't even know each other in school, right? So this was 2018 that we graduated. So by 2019, I had already had the idea for Discover Me and was developing it and had actually initially connected uh, with somebody else, with somebody who originally else was going to be my partner. And I had set up our meeting with our first potential client. Long story short, my original partner flakes out on me, basically just decides he doesn't want to do this, um, but basically just disappears on me. So let come summer of 2019, I'm saying to myself, boy, I think the need is out there. I think this is a really great idea. I really don't want to let this go, but I really need a technology expert. Um, I really don't want to learn just enough to do this myself. I want a pro. I want somebody that can also take this company 
to bigger and better things, you know, sort of in the future. And I was, um, I was home. Well, I was at my parents' home in South Carolina, uh, recovering from back surgery. I, I hurt my back on vacation over the summer and I'm laid up for a few weeks, just completely stressing out. What am I going to do about a partner? What am I going to do about this business idea? I can't let this go. I have to do something. So I went on LinkedIn, right? Just thinking, okay, well, I got to do something. I went on LinkedIn and I basically wrote a short little, uh, short little blurb saying that I was offering equal partnership in a new firm. Um, and I made a very brief description. And I got two or three responses. One was from Casim, And it was, you know, we ended up, um, I was back in Connecticut a few weeks later. We met for dinner and, um, you know, I, I pitched them the idea and everything just fell beautiful, beautifully into place. But it was amazing that someone that I was in school with at yeah. the same school at the same time, but barely knew each other that from South Carolina, I sent a, a message on LinkedIn, on social media. I basically ended up sending a message around the world <laughs> to find somebody who lived like 20 minutes from me, who was in my own backyard, who I had gone to school with and just didn't, didn't know each other. I mean, he might have heard my voice in the halls or in the classrooms, but didn't know each other at all. And then basically connected through a message on LinkedIn. And that's how we found each other. And, and, I, and I'll tell you this, I, you know, I definitely want to say this, um, you know, Casim has been such a blessing. Like you said, everything happens for a reason. And I think my old partner, my original partner flaking out on me and my finding Casim was the best possible thing in the world that could have ever happened to me or to discover me because Casim is just so talented. Uh, he's the one that makes the magic happen. Um, you know, he's going to be the one that really opens tons of doors for us technology wise in the future. In fact, he's currently building, we're later this year or perhaps next year going to be debuting our own proprietary site builder. So if you've ever been on the Vistaprint website for business cards, where you basically put the information you want on the business card, and it instantly shows you literally thousands of different versions of what your business card could look like. Well, our site builder will essentially perform the same function, not by the thousands, but I'll be able to show a potential client five different versions of what their website could already look like, sort of already created. Then we can, you know, um, we can do whatever modifications, whatever upgrades, uh, you know, to the site that we need. But building a platform like that is not something that just anyone can do. Yeah. He's a software engineer. He's a high level software engineer with over 20 years of experience. And he's already been working on this platform for over a year. So the wonderful thing that that's going to do is it's going to provide us a bit of a moat between us and the copycats that are, that are going to follow that I've already seen popping up, you know, that are going to latch on to this idea. So anyone can get on WordPress and start making websites, but not anyone is a software engineer who can create an entire platform for building websites. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I, I just have to say, you know, just send a, a shout out to Casim, uh, you know, and a, and, a, and, a, and a thank you. And, you know, I'm very quick to tell everybody that he is really the one um, that makes the magic happen and discover me wouldn't be possible without him. You know, uh, yes, you've said a lot of nice things about him and 
a thing I will bring up that I, I had mentioned to you earlier before we got on is the fact that you have great business experience in your past allows you to communicate to Kasem, Kasem, whatever, right? <laughs> Kasem, um, what the client really wants. Because like I mentioned to you, so many people that they run a restaurant really well, but they have no idea of the, the logistics or the terminology. And it's hard for them sometimes to communicate to a software or a techie what they want because they talk two different languages. You become that bridge where you can understand what the proprietor wants and, and relate it to your tech person. And I have to end it there, except I'll say one more thing and then we'll go. But uh, Jorge, is there anything you'd like to leave us with as far as a thought or anything at this point? Um, really, it would just be, um, I would just encourage everyone to, uh, you know, to, to follow your passions. Um, it's actually a, a quote of mine that I have on the back of all of our business cards that states that the, the greatest treasure, uh, excuse me, that our passions are the greatest treasures we will ever discover. True. So um, that's what I would encourage everyone to do is however, um, however you can to whatever degree in your life it's possible uh, to follow those passions, to do the things that you love uh, that really light you up inside and make you happy. And uh, if at some point along that journey, uh, I or Discover Me can help play a role in, in growing that and expanding that and helping in any way possible, that would be absolutely magnificent. If you look in the, uh, the dictionary under passion, Jorge's face is there. So, Jorge, <laughs> thank you very much. Now, I'm going to have all your contact information in the show notes. And those of you who would like to reach out to talk to Jorge, he's loved to talk to you. You can tell he'd love to talk to you. Um, and he'll tell you everything you need to know and uh, get you set up. But you offer a phenomenal service. To so many people, Jorge, I applaud you for that. And I applaud you for following your dream. Thank God you do. So, Jorge, thanks so much for taking the time to come in and talk to us today. And good luck. Thank you so much um, once again for having me, Tom. It was uh, really wonderful. I appreciate the opportunity uh, you know, to speak to your audience and to be able to talk to talk to you. I know we we don't get to talk, uh, you know, as much as I'd like. I know you're you're super busy, but uh, you know. But thank you so much for this opportunity uh, to be able to talk to everyone. And um, like I said, I would love to talk to anyone out there that um, you know that would like to know more. Um, but um, but yeah, the uh, the three things that you know maybe the final word I guess I would say in Discover Me is the three things that we're really bringing um, that no that nobody else out there is bringing. Uh, is an unmatched technical expertise, an unrivaled personal service, and an unheard of affordability and value. Yeah. So those are the three, uh, to us, there are three key differentiators from anyone else doing um, anything like this in the market. Um, so uh, once again, Tom, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Hari. Thank you. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. It was a good show today. And uh, if you would help us out by subscribing, click a like. Uh, if you have any ideas or thoughts that you would like to share with us, please email me at tperone, that's P-E-R-R-O-N-E, at N-E-C-G-G-I-N-C 
www.thinkandgrowthpodcast.com. And if you are a business owner or you know business owners that would like to participate on our show, certainly let me know. We certainly welcome everyone who is a business owner to help people out there that are running businesses with great ideas and strategies to make them successful. So again, thanks for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necggincinc.com. And on the subject line, type DNA. Include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necggincinc.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.